Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Intense. The lost episode, as they call it. It is, technically. Why are we calling it that? Well, because the other night we recorded an episode, which was this episode, and uh, it slipped into another dimension. No, not really. It's, uh, it's in the pitch intense verse. You know, it, I, I went to save it. Well, actually, before I saved it, I went to um, compress it and do other things to touch up the audio. And Audacity, which we record on, crashed on us. Yes, we lost all the... And you know what? This is another reason that we do want to pitch to you our um, uh, Patreon mm-hmm. because I have a I don't even have a computer. I record this podcast on two cans and a string and a toaster, <laughs> so I'm surprised we were able to get so many episodes out yeah. on that. And uh, they sound pretty good. For yeah, that. for being recorded on a toaster. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but we did lose it. So if anybody wants, if you like the show, you want to support us, and you have a pitch that you want read on the air, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. And but let's get into it. This is the podcast where two friends get together. We talk about movies. We talk about um, we talk about movies we want to see. Movies we're excited to see. Movies we did see. And movies we did see. Yep. And what's the old icing on the cake? We pitch a movie. We pitch a movie to the other one. Yep, yep. And then the other one has to decide whether or not to green light it or let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so this week we're going to find out. You are, you're in the hot seat. Yeah. Are you nervous? Well, Mark, I have a feeling it's almost like you've heard this one. Before. I might just... you. You. I hope you spiced it up and did something different or I might... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I might. this might be one of those things where you like like a movie the first time you see it and then uh-huh. you watch it the second time like, oh, I'm noticing all the flaws. Yeah, oh, no. So, we'll see, Jacob. <laughs> there we'll are see. flaws. There are so, yeah, there's no... There's nothing... Nothing's a given. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. in honor of the Thanksgiving holiday, which was next week... Yep. Uh, you and I have started doing something we call uh, Movies We Are Thankful For. Oh, yeah. And originally it was going to be Movies We Like. Mm-hmm. Well, we wanted to figure out what that meant. Because yeah. at first it's like, well, is this just our favorite movies? What does that mean yeah. to be thankful for a movie? And you said... Well, maybe movies we got like a specific memory attached to. You know? Yeah, movies that are yeah. important to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for one reason or another, which is a very good idea. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a movie. It could be a franchise, but it's an experience about the movie that, that is important to us. Exactly. And do you want to go first? Do you want to play a game? I bet we can guess. <laughs> we probably can. <laughs> Just because we're really good guessers. We're, yeah. Well, we know each other so well at this yeah. point. It's like we've been married. It's like we finish yeah. each other's... San, uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> Close mark senses. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my movie that I'm thankful for this week is Forrest Gump. And, what? Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. Yep. Um, and that might Actually, be- even if we haven't already done that, I probably would have. I think the first time I would be like, oh, yeah, I knew you loved that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those movies that is very special to me. Like, I mentioned, we, we reference it all the time. With We love Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah we love talking about Forrest Gump. And it's one of those things that comes up. To, sometimes someone will just say something. Mm-hmm. And it remembers for for Scum for some reason, and uh, uh, but it's it's one of those movies that actually maybe the movie that made me fall in love with movies, and I still remember the first time I saw it on VHS, and that's one of those things that's always going to stick with me. And now I watch it like every year. You and you know, know what? It was uh, it was a double VHS, right? Originally, I actually had the regular one though. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Because yep. I remember when that came out, that was one that had the two tapes. Uh-huh. Braveheart had two tapes, Godfather. Titanic. Yeah, Goodfellas, the first time Goodfellas came out on DVD, you had to flip it halfway yes, through. Yes, you do. Um, but anyway. Okay. There were some movies like that. It was weird, and I remember early physical media, it, it interests me a lot. I love stuff yeah. like that. That's cool. Oh, okay, let's get back on track. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, it's okay, Mark. What's yours? Oh, you are you ready? Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, uh, mine would be... Okay, so in honor of the, the new Marvel movie, Marvels mm-hmm. came out last week, yep. which if you want to hear your review of it, where can we hear that? First in Line First podcast. in Line podcast. Yep. Yes, so that's... Uh, so we went to see the Marvels last week. Yep. Which is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so... Uh, to give a little background to anybody that uh, that listens to movie podcasts mm-hmm. but don't know anything about what the Marvel's impact on movies are. So when the very first Iron Man came out 15 years ago, which we figured out last this time and we were crazy. both shocked. 15 years ago, Iron Man comes out in theaters. When it was coming out, there were all these rumors. Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson's in the movie as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And we were all shocked. Yeah. And then the movie comes out, and all, everywhere, all over the internet, it's like, nope, he's not in it. That wasn't true. Et cetera, et cetera. So that's disappointing. Uh-huh. But then later on that same day, everything became, well, wait a minute. You guys, don't leave yet. Don't leave early. Wait till the end of the credits. And he started putting things together like, wait, there's something going on here. Yeah. So going into the movie, we I was fairly certain Samuel Jackson was in it as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was coming up. But then they would drop the real bombshell when he says, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Oh! And I, every, I would ever be like, what does that mean? <laughs> and sure enough, they built up the movies and made an Avengers movie. Yep. Which now they've made many Avengers movies. Brought in many characters. Well, it wasn't just... Like, obviously, I'm a big comic book nerd. I'm uh-huh. a big nerd in general. Yeah. So for me personally, this was a big deal. But what was interesting and why this is important to me is my my brothers really got invested uh-huh. in this. Uh, so they would go see Guardians of the Galaxy and I got a call like... Or no, when Thor, uh, Thor, uh, what's the second one? Dark, in the Dark World? Yeah, Dark World. That would come out, I had a brother call me, and he'd be like, so who's this collector guy? <laughs> and so, I would, I always, you know, I, I have a, I'm not trying to say I have a bad relationship with my brothers. We all get along really well. Uh-huh. It's just that they're very sports guys. They're yeah. into watching sports and making love to their wives. And I don't do that, you know? I'm into, like, watching, reading comic books and... Hanging out with Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which they're lost, really. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so anyway, you know, and this seems to be dying now where Marvel is kind of, it's just not what it was. People like to say it's in shambles. I see that a lot of the I don't it. see it. Shambles I mean, is a pretty intense word. <laughs> I mean, yeah, shambles is pretty strong. Yeah. I bet the Dark Universe wishes they were Marvel right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so does, I mean, we were talking about that. Last week we were discussing because we brought this up last week, and they were talking about how Ant Man was like their big bomb. Yeah. And then you and I decided to do the math, and if you if you add up all the domestic box office between the Flash, Shazam, and Blue Beetle, it <laughs> of those three movies made about thirty two million dollar more than what Ant Man made by itself. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they're a lot better off. Yeah. But of course, sadly, uh, they had kind of a rough week this week. They did. With, yeah. uh, Marvel's finally came out in theaters. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really fun movie. Yeah, I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't too surprised because you and I both were talking about how it felt like Marvel, maybe even a little embarrassed by it. You yeah, think? It felt like they were kind of trying to cover it up ahead of time. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting that they released the first trailer, which I thought was fun, mm-hmm. and then they released other trailers, but nothing. It never really told us anything new. It kind of felt the same every time. Yeah, it yeah. was just like it was like we don't, you know, that's it. That's ever all we have. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, I was supposed to take my niece, and she backed out, so my friend Wes got a ticket. Yep. And he had not watched the Miss Marvel show. Yeah. He left the theater. He left the theater saying he wasn't. He didn't want to go. Like yeah. He was like, I wouldn't have gone if I didn't get a ticket from Mark. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoyed it. And not only that, he said he wanted to go watch Miss Marvel. Whoa. Yeah, so people really liked it. So... Say what you will. Uh, I don't know. Some people aren't locking, liking it. It's got all over the place. The reviews are either it's the greatest thing ever made or the worst thing ever made. It's very interesting how widespread they are. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's not my top favorite Marvel movie, but it's also not the worst one they've made. Oh, no. And I would even say I liked it more than the first Captain Marvel. You know, I think oh, they improved stuff in it. Yeah, well, you said it best where it's like this Marvel movie... It, it made it feel like Captain Marvel, um, they gave her some sort of depth. Yeah. Like, it gave her stuff that, you know, the last time it was just, she was kind of perfect. Yeah. And this time, she made a huge mistake, and I really liked that about uh-huh. her. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I really like the movie. I do, too. It's a good time, and, and, and you should see it. Ms. Marvel steals this show, I think. Yeah, she's she is so fun to watch. She is. Um, she is great. I really liked her. Um, real quick though, we do have a new follower on our Instagram. Yay! Which is Pitch Intense Pod, all one word. So if you like to, if you like the podcast, please uh, follow us. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Instagram. Oh, and but we can't tell who's following us on those. No, we can't. Uh, uh, but if you follow us on Instagram, we get a notification. We do get a notification. <laughs> we know who you are. We know where you live. Yeah. Well, we don't know where you live. But we write a little mini pitch about you. We're like Santa. <laughs> we are. So this is uh, my good friend. Goes by the Instagram Big Hair, Hair Illustrations. I think I said productions. It's illustrations. So I like it. I love it, too. He drew a really cool picture I gave uh, my friend Jacob yeah, over here last week. Yeah, that was really week. neat. Yeah, it was. Uh, Jacob's a big Indiana Jones fan, so I knew I had to get this for him. And it was Indiana Jones hanging in a cave at the yeah. top of this at the top he's hanging in this cave at the very top of it and at the bottom of the cave is uh bilbo and uh golem fighting over the one ring which i was like oh jacob needs that i thought of a name for the picture what fortune glory precious Ooh, i love it <laughs> i see bilbo smeagol and sauron would be so mad they would because you know what indiana jones would do with that ring what? He'd put it in a museum. He would, yeah. He'd be like, this is where it belongs. Yeah. I'd be like, you don't understand, Dr. Jones. Boar like, we need the one ring to attack. Hobbits. <laughs> Do it. these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Orcs, I hate these guys. 
Uh, it's a really cool picture. So this is the mini pitch for Jordan. His name is Jordan. You can find him on Big Hip Hair Production Illustrations. Uh, Jordan was an expiring artist who started selling his artwork at Comic Cons and got discovered and became world famous. Oh yeah! Whoa! What a happy ending! There was so much tension in that pitch. There was. I didn't know it was gonna happen. I didn't either. That was so inspiring. Good for you, Jordan. So again. Thank you very much for the follow. Uh, yeah. Make sure if you are enjoying us, yeah, give us a like and follow. And we are trying to get to our golden pitch, which is how many? 50 million. 50 million. So we're almost there. We're, we're if there. we round up, we're about halfway. Yeah, we are. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, we're really good with numbers. So anyway. We're uh, also the podcast that said math is dumb on like one of the first episodes. <laughs> <laughs> math is dumb. Yeah. I, 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 I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's our. We need a shirt that reads "Math is dumb." Yeah, we. I would love that. I would. I wear that everywhere, especially I, when I go to restaurants and don't tip. I'd be like, "Here's why." I don't know what twenty percent is. Math is dumb. It's dumb. No, I always tip. I don't want to sound like a jerk. Uh, so it it might be kind of fortuitous mm-hmm. that we lost that other episode. Because there have been some big movie trailers. That there have. In just the last couple days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because on the last episode we lost, we were talking about The Watcher. And about how uncomfortable it would be if we knew like the, there was a Watcher in the Marvel Universe who watches you do everything. We were like, I would hate that if I knew he existed because I would never be able to pee again. Uh, and then they dropped the What If Season 2. Yeah. Which I think looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it could be cool. Yeah, I, there was things I was trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out, uh, if you haven't seen the previews, there's a there's a kid in it looks like it was telekinetic powers, so I'm oh. trying to figure out who that is. Cool. I didn't see any Spider-Man. Oh, Did you? that means. No, I guess I didn't. Well, I hear he's no longer in the beginning scroll at the beginning, like, because Sony, you know, Sony owns the rights to him, the yeah. movie rights, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Spider-Man didn't make the cut. I hope they get him back, because I like him in the MCU. Well, that's another thing. Uh, Madam Web movie trailer dropped. It did. uh, Which surprised me. Yeah. Uh, Madam Web, if you... I didn't know. We live in a world (laughs) where every single comic book character is getting their own movie. Uh Uh-huh. Kraven the Hunter is getting a movie. (laughs) Morbius got a movie. Madam Web is a character in the comics... Who literally sits in a chair the entire time. In fact, she can't come out of the chair. There's a big story where the Juggernaut rips Madame Webb out of her chair off her life support and she starts dying. So it's like, that is not a character you put a movie around. No. So, obviously they're going with the more recent adaptation of or, or interpretation of Madame Webb, which is fine. I was not... I, I It was just a character where I said, why? Yeah. But then I saw the preview, and I'm still, I'll, I'll probably, it'll probably be about on Morbius level, where I'll be like, yeah, I like, I liked it, but I understand why nobody else did. <laughs> but I saw, like, all the other Spider-Woman come yeah. out of it, and the bad guy was just, inter- I'm so, I, I gotta admit, my interest has peaked. Oh, mine was, I, I mean, Mark, I saw a bunch of pretty ladies, and I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, is, which is weird. So, do you know who Black Cat is as a character? Oh, no. I mean, I know who she is. Yeah, I know of her, yeah. Yeah, well, she's like pretty much Catwoman. Yeah. She's a cat burglar, and she has a romance with Mm Spider-Man. 
for the life of me, I cannot figure out why they haven't made a Black Cat movie. Yeah. I mean, if that's what gets guys into theaters is pretty ladies, I mean, you just put a hot chick in black spandex, uh-huh. and boom, that's Black Cat. <laughs> Um, that would have been great. I would go see that. <laughs> this one's got Sydney Sweeney and I her. She's cute. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's like three or four different spider women in it. Yeah, there are. Dora the Explorer is one of them. Uh, <laughs> the character? Yeah, well, she was Dora. The well, is the bad guy Swiper? I hope he's in this, Mark. That would be amazing. I never watched the movie. Oh, it's actually really fun. Like, you, you should see Dora. I think you might like it. Like, it's it's... It's not really a kids movie. I mean, it is, but it's like, it starts out like Dora, like Dora and her show kind of, you know, she's like having this happy-go-lucky life with her parents, and then um, she has to move, her parents like get lost, you know, and she has to move, um, I, I think it's like with her uncle, yeah, and she acts like Dora would in the show, but in real life, when she, just, she has to go to high school, and she starts talking to everybody like Dora would, you know, and all the high schoolers like, what the heck? And she's, she's like a fish out of water. Well, I gotta be. I mean, I don't know. I know very little about Dora. I know. Well, it's like but, a little kids show. Yeah, so, I know that. So she's talking to everybody like, like this really upbeat, cheery way all the time, and everybody makes fun of her and stuff. I do. Maybe I do want to watch it. That. It's actually really good. I I think you'd like it. It's funny. Does it's, it belong in a museum? Sure. Oh, okay. I, I think her and Indy should have a crossover. Whoa, yeah. what if she's secretly Indiana Jones' kid? Oh, that'd be... I mean, as much as Indy got around, it wouldn't be, like, the Too most super. shocking thing in the world. Uh. <laughs> I'm actually surprised he only had one kid in that universe. Well, that we know yeah, of. Yeah, that we know of, but... Yeah, yeah and... Okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, what else? Uh, the new Ghostbusters trailer dropped. Yeah, I'm excited. Are you excited for I, that? I can't wait. The original guys are coming back, too. Bill Murray and... Uh, you get a little flash of them in that trailer, which I really yeah. love. And I love that it, it's something off the wall. It's like ice ghosts. Well, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Uh, I I was oh, I was on the fence whether or not I liked the first one. I love it. My friend Sergio, I went with him to see it, and he made me go to like the 5D theater thing. Oh, really? Yeah, where you got like the, the chairs move and it sprays stuff and you're, it, uh, you know... I was like, I don't, maybe it was just that experience. It's like, oh. I don't like this. Well, don't go to the new one. You'll get frozen, Mark. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They put, make you watch it in a freezer. Yeah. So. When you come out, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> they roll you out like in a big ice block, and then they just put you on the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's, how it, That's how it ends. So. Uh, oh, and also, Mark, a Garfield, too. Oh, yeah, the yeah. new Garfield movie. Yep, yep. What do you think of that? I think it looks cute. Uh, I don't know that I'm feeling, um, what's-his-face, Chris Pratt, Pratt as Garfield. Chris? Isn't he? Yeah, he is. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, I was yeah, like, I, I, I said that like well, I couldn't remember his, I, like, I almost said Hemsworth, but I thought, like, is there Pine? There's too many Chris's now. <laughs> there are. Uh, and then there's Chris Evans. Yeah, but I was like, is it, it's Chris Pratt. And I was like. Chris Kattan. I, I know I said the exact same thing about his, uh, whoever it was, uh, Mario. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up liking his Mario. Oh, he's great as Mario, I thought. But, I don't know, I'm just not... I think Garfield has been around for so long, and I was such a fan of him as a kid that he... It was either Bill Murray or the guy who sounds like Bill Murray, yeah, who yeah. I think has passed. Like, those are... Gar- that's how Garfield should mm-hmm. sound to me. And I like the live-action Garfield, Mark. Yeah, I remember he looks like <laughs> Prince of the Popper. Yeah, yeah. You know what Garfield movie they should do? What? It should be like Oedipus. He starts dating a girl. 
You know, you know what I saw this week, actually? It was what? after we recorded the first time. Um, somebody, speaking of Oedipus, back in that episode, we talked about how that trend needs to come back. We were trying to make Oedipus into a high school romp. Yeah. <laughs> we're ended up where a kid goes to high school, starts hooking up with the teacher, finds out the teacher was his mom, and then at prom he ju- stabs darts into his eyes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but this week a big movie TikToker posted about how he think he didn't say anything about Oedipus. So we're kind of original still. But he, he said, um, he said uh, those movies where they reference old Shakespeare plays stuff, they need to make a comeback. And I'm like, we said that months ago. We did. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get on that Oedipus. Yeah. The, the, the big pitch. Yes. The, well, that's that's the not real the big one. pitch. But that is not the big pitch. <laughs> we need to get $50 million for the golden pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe we will. Maybe we, when we get big enough, we'll get the Oedipus high school romp <laughs> in theaters. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's primarily what I had. Did you? Is there anything oh, else you want to talk? Another big movie news piece, Mark. This is about Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of people like Chris Pratt who get cast in everything, is this official? It like a lot. All the movie outlets I follow. I don't think it's technically official, so let's not say it's official. But there's been a lot of chatter that um, I forgot his name. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is gonna my be brother Mr. Andy. Fantastic. Yeah, the one who looks like your brother. I'm still mad about that. It's him. Uh, Actually, I congratulated your brother, right? I know. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, which is, uh, if that's true, I don't have any issue with it. But He's a great actor. Yeah, I love Pedro Pascal and everything. But it's just, that is pulling the rug out from Never would have guessed him as Mr. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Did not see it coming. Well, I think he's also, it's never bad to cast somebody who's talented. And I think no, it's not. I mean, like I mean, that, I think that, maybe they talent. should uh, maybe they should do that more often. That, sometimes I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, I don't have it. I just I'm just saying, I never would have said, oh, you know who would be a good Reed Richards is Pedro Pascal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, he's great and everything else. So I don't see why I would. I actually heard a rumor, uh, Mark, that they were thinking about casting Jake Gyllenhaal too, and mm-hmm. I thought he was Mysterio. Do they not know? Like, do they not remember? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, that's like Lawrence Fishburne was talking about how much he liked the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And he's like, I wish I could be in it. And they're like, yeah, you are. Yeah. He's like, I am. You are Yeah, yeah. You were in Ant-Man. You were in one of the Ant-Man movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I wonder if you and I are in the Marvel we might, we might not even know. Mark. Oh, gosh. we got to start really uh, looking through everything. Look for hints. And Gwyneth Powder was, like, confused. She thought she was in, like, one movie, and then she wasn't in the other or something. I remember she didn't know she was in Spider-Man Homecoming or something. Really? Yeah, she just thought... I think she thought it was, like, an Avengers movie, or you know? Yeah, well, I imagine, I imagine they just are pulled onto the set, and they're yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, hey, you be in this. But that, that makes me scared. I mean, unless they were trying to do some kind of variant thing with Mysterio and Mystery, which I don't like that, if that's what they were thinking. Well, they also might be saying... I mean, we don't know if that's true. Yeah. We don't know the legitimacy of that rumor. Also, I mean, if they are pushing away from the Sony stuff, maybe that'd be their way of saying, yeah, it's not part of us anymore. But I don't know if you can do that this deep in. Because... Mm, It's true. My thing is, like, that was a big part of the MCU, though. I mean... His relationship with Tony Stark was huge. I think that's vital. Like, that's like... I mean, you can... That's like part of his character. I mean, I you know that influenced him to the point where 
like you gave him his stuff, you know, yeah. things. Like I don't think you can just like take that away. I really don't. I and him being an Avenger, that means like a lot to him. I no, I, I don't think they can. Well, did move you? On. Now, well, speaking of that, there's now rumors floating around that Michael Keaton's going to be be in Spider Man Four. Yeah, it's but like he's, he's Morbius. Yeah, he's not even. Like, what is happening? I don't think they know, Mark. I don't think they know I think either. They're just making it up as they go along. <laughs> You're making it up as you go along. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, are you ready for your pitch? Yep, I am ready. All right. I'm gonna probably give it thumbs down. I'm not gonna green light it this time, just to just to spice things up. Okay, Mark. Since I already know where it's going. Well, it's only fair. Um, but when I was a kid, one of my favorite shows was Arthur. Oh, Mark, you know Arthur, right? I do know oh, Arthur. Yes, you do, even if you didn't, because we talked about it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I know everything about Arthur now. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's just true. But anyways, the other day, um, I saw this, av- well, it wasn't an advertisement, it was like a movie news thing, talking about there was going to be a new Peanuts movie. And I remember for a long time, I've kind of wanted them to do a new Arthur movie. You know, because I, Arthur's one of my favorite shows growing up, um... For me, it was a show that I watched all the time, even when I was, like, too old. I watched it into, like, high school and stuff. Yeah. But I, there, there's something to it. There's something deeper in Arthur that I feel like isn't in a lot of kids' shows, you know? It, it has something that, like, Sesame Street don't, I guess. It has these storylines that are pretty pretty intense sometimes, you know? They take on some pretty big subjects. Um, on top of that, I think the characters are all really cool, really likable. And it's even really funny sometimes. Like, the other day, I mentioned how sometimes we watch this. It made my dad laugh out loud at different times, you know? And... I remember just how much I love the theme song. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the best theme songs. It's weird to think that uh, the Bob Marley biopic coming out... Yeah. ...is part of the Arthur universe. It is, Mark. Because, you know, Ziggy Marley. Yep. Without without Bob Marley, we wouldn't have that theme song. That's true. Bob Marley and Ziggy, they love the, the aardvark. They do. He was a big aardvark fan. <laughs> it's true. Hey, man. Bring me an aardvark to snuggle with. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. That was really funny. But, uh... But anyway, Arthur would always do this thing, kind of like The Simpsons, where they'd have episodes kind of based off movies, you know, or things in media. Yeah. And Arthur is interesting because I feel like it's one of the kids, sh- the only kids shows that really does that and does it really well, you know, to the point where they like nail a lot of things. So, I um, I, and I told this story. I want to tell it again because I think it's something that really connects this idea. You know, a while back, I even mentioned on this podcast, a movie you had recommended me for a long time, Waiting for Guffman. Mm-hmm. I finally saw it, and after I watched it, there was... I thought, hey, that's kind of like that episode of Arthur. <laughs> and, and it turns out, Arthur was referencing this Waiting for Guffman movie the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know. So that just shows how big of an impact it has. But there were a lot of big guest stars on Arthur, like Mr. Rogers. That was one of my favorite episodes as a kid. Because that was like crossover... Two of my yeah, heroes. PBS universe. Yeah, it was. Yep, and uh, Art Garfunkel, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Yo Yo Ma, Michelle Kwan, Coco. Art Garfunkel or Philip Seymour Hoffman surprises me. I know he was like a director in an episode. That's kind of cool. And it's interesting. And even Matt Damon was on one, and that was like a behind-the-scenes episode of Arthur, and he was like the narrator, and he walked around and showed everything. Was he an animal? Yeah, he was. I think he was an aardvark as well. Actually, what was Mister Rogers? Mister Rogers, he was an aardvark. A lot of them were aardvarks. Um. Art Garfunkel was a moose, though. I remember that. Hmm. And sometimes they were bunnies, but... It, what, what would you be? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like I'd either be an art, uh, I'd be an aardvark or a deer or something. 
I see you being a bunny. I could be a bunny. You remind me of Buster. Yeah, Buster's fun. What would I be? I think you you might be a bunny too, Mark, because you're really funny like Buster as oh, well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be a bunny. Bunny. I, like, I kind of wanted to be the bulldog kid. Oh, Binky? Yeah. Yeah, you could be him too. Because I'm a bully? Yeah, no, no, you're not a bully. But there's more to Binky, and we're going to get into that. Let's get into that. So, um, my idea was to do an Arthur movie kind of in the style of Stand By Me. Um, I've always loved Stand By Me. It's it's one of these movies, uh, if you don't know the plot, it's about these four young boys who go on a journey, um, kind of just out of morbid curiosity, to go find uh, about what happened to this kid. And it turns out at the end of it, uh, spoilers for Stand By Me, I know it's an old movie, but the kid is dead. You know, he died. And um, Do they ever explain how he died? They do, but I can't remember at the time. How old was the kid? He's their age, so he's like he's like twelve or thirteen. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought it was an adult. No, it's it's a dark dark thing, Mark. So we you want Arthur to go find a dead body, no, a dead kid's body? We're not going to go that dark with Arthur, but but that's the that's how Stand by Me is, and ends up like like I was saying, it ends up being really sad when they find him, you know, because they almost like they kind of go there. You could tell for fun at first, but then when they actually get there, it's like oh man. Death is a real thing, you know, and you, yeah, kinda, you was... see that go through them. But I, I think why I like Stand By Me is because it does a great job of mixing, like, childhood wonder with, like, the dark stuff in life. And I think I've read a lot of essays that – I know I'm a big movie nerd. I've read a lot of essays about Stand By Me. Have you and, really? Yeah, I've read a few, yeah. About like, You've read them or wrote them? Read, not wrote Oh, no. I thought you said I no, wrote them. No, I'm not them. that smart, but I can just read them. But, but – uh, but basically, the whole thing is kind of an analogy for, like, growing up, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it kind of mixes in. Like, there's to the point where some people think the scene where he sees the deer, where Will Wheaton sees the deer, is, like, his last moment of, like, childhood peace and wonder. And then when the deer runs away, and that's why that's in the movie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's all up to what's-his-name, the... Uh, the director Rob Reiner, I couldn't think of. Was it, it Rob Reiner? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm learning a lot about uh, Stand by Me today. Rob Reiner was great, Mark. He really was. I mean, he did this. He did the Princess. Just that and the Princess Bride. I think he's still alive. Yeah. Yep. It's weird that you're talking about. Oh, did I say it was? Yeah. Oh, I, like, I didn't mean to. I think you're thinking Carl Reiner. He died. Yeah, he passed. But but Rob's an all time great. I think I really do. Um, and then of course he did when Harry met Sally, Spinal Tap. I mean, he's quite the filmography. Hey, man, he uh, he started uh, without him. We probably wouldn't have waited for Guffman. It's true. That was where they. That's where Christopher Guest started in his mockumentary stuff. Good point, All right, Mark. I'll get, let you get back on track. Sorry. So, um, obviously, like I was saying, you can't uh, do something where Arthur goes and finds a dead body. I mean, you could, but we're going to keep it in the tone of Arthur. So, Mark, I, the other day I explained to you um, Bionic Bunny. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much the Superman in the world of Arthur. He's but actually, he's not bionic. No, no, he's not. We found that out, <laughs> which is really funny. He, 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 he's, he is like, he is exactly Superman, pretty much. I'm surprised they didn't get like sued because he, he looks like him. Well, Batman and Superman have been parodied so it, many times. It's probably to the point where it's like, oh, that's such a big part of culture. You yeah. Really, you know, it almost becomes like a word that you can't copyright. You know. Yeah. Um, and they even have Batman in the the. the uh, universe too. His name is by uh, Dark Bunny, which is funny. But uh, I thought it'd be cool. And Arthur like loves uh, Bionic Bunny. It's like one of his favorite things. Arthur and Buster bond over that character. You know they love him, um, and they're always reading comics, watching the TV show, watching the movies. He's very much in this universe. 
So I thought it'd be cool if maybe Arthur and his friends went on a journey to find a rumored shed that was like full of props and stuff from the original Bionic Bunny TV show. It's like out there. They've heard about it. So they're going to go see if they can find it. And on this adventure, I picked four characters from the show that I think would really lend themselves well to the Stand By Me story. Obviously, you got Arthur. Even though there were sometimes episodes of Arthur that didn't have Arthur in. Really? Yeah, it was kind of like The Simpsons. You know, sometimes you focus on somebody else. And uh, all great animated shows do that. They Bob's do. Burgers did it this year. Uh, King of the Hill. Simpsons. Yeah, King of South Park did it regularly. I think it's just our favorite shows. Mark. Yes. Well, it's the shows I watch. It's true. The other shows might do it, but I don't know. I don't watch those. They don't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Arthur Buster, who's like the, his goofy best friend, Binky. He's a bully on the outside, but he's really soft nurtured in the inside. The brain, he's like the smart kid. You know, he's smarter than everybody. People go to him when they need help on homework. So, we've got our four leads heading out. I'm still going to have them follow the train tracks because I think that's, like, perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what you love train. A kid, that's how you would do it. That's just what you do when you think about it. Well, trains also, it's it's like the yellow brick road. Yeah. It's, you go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yep. So, obviously, um, you have a lot of scenes in this movie of these guys walking and hanging out. And I think you got to have the junkyard scene, you know, with the dog. I've always thought it was funny in the Arthur universe. You actually have dogs, but then they're actually real dogs, too. So you have dog characters along with, like, real dogs. It's yeah. weird. It's just strange. It's kind of like Disney. You know, mm-hmm. how you have Goofy, but Pluto's there, too. And what is Goofy? That's he drives a car. I, I, I just remember that from Stand By Me, where they're trying to figure that, out what it's, he is. It's funny that they say that. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I didn't realize I was referencing that part, but yes, yeah. And and Pete also, he's like a bulldog, I think. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he looks like a bulldog. Mm-hmm. And, but yet Pluto's there hanging out, and nobody ever says anything. Nobody thinks it's weird. So we're not going to say anything in this movie either. <laughs> so, um, and I also want to play, uh, do kind of a play on the campfire story, which when I was a kid, that was like my favorite part of Stan. Oh, well, that was everybody's favorite part. So funny. I mean, <laughs> puke is always funny. So, um, I'm not going to do the throw-up scene from that movie, though, because that's I feel like that's a little too, like, mean-spirited for Arthur, you know? Yeah. Like, because the whole town makes fun of that kid and stuff, so we're not going to do that. But I thought they could all tell, like, their own story, because that was very much a part of Arthur, you know, them talking about what they had in their imaginations and stuff. That would always, and they'd always cut to what they were thinking about. So, Arthur tells us Bionic Bunny story, he'd been working on for a way to reboot the BCU, the Bunny Cinematic Universe. Binky would tell his pitch for an opera because even though Binky was a bully, he always was into like artsy stuff, yeah. like ballet and acting and music. Uh, Brain would tell a spooky story about he worked late one Halloween night at the Sugar Bowl and um, the, you know, the, the Sugar Bowl, if you don't know, it's like the hangout spot and Brain's parents actually own it. And Brain would work there a lot, you know, in the show. Um, uh, and, and the Halloween story would end with Jared Leto coming as Morbius. But what? But Morbius. That's my thing I added, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he teams up with Morbius and Vulture? <laughs> yep, yep. And then they go on this big adventure, and um, they're like, I think this has something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> they're like, we need Madam Webb's help now. <laughs> Or it doesn't. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And Buster would tell a story about aliens because he loves aliens. That's like his thing. Yeah. That and food. So 
I, I feel like you gotta also keep the train scene in this just because I really like the train scene. I don't think it'd be too crazy for Arthur either. I think you could put that in there. Um, I always love when they're running away from that. And What about the leeches scene? You could probably put that in there, actually. I think you could still make it funny. I don't know if you could do the thing where it's like on their... pants? Yeah. 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 I think you could still put leeches in there. I mean, hey, kids gotta learn about leeches. That's true. It's an important... <laughs> that's an important part of growing up is learning about leeches. It is. It is. I agree, Mark. And also, I... I um, I noticed, like, in Stand By Me, one of the, well, one, not just me noticing it, but one of the big things is, like, all the characters kind of have a breakdown moment where they open up about something in their lives that has, like, really been bothering them. Yeah. You know, so I kind of want that with this, with this Arthur pitch. Um, Arthur would be easy because he kind of always struggles with just being too plain and too, like, he's always just the guy who's in the middle, I feel like, and he, he doesn't really have anything too extravagant about him, mm-hmm. but... At the same time, he's always there for his friends, and I think he he does a lot more for the characters around him than he realizes. But I, I know that there's been episodes where he kind of struggles with that. I think you could put that in here. Um, Buster struggles with his parents' divorce, which mm-hmm. was something in the show. His dad was a pilot, and he's always gone. I think you could put that in there. Binky has a tough time being himself around his friends. He always feels like he needs to like put on the tough guy face. And he yeah. does that with not only Arthur... And, like, you know, the one kids he hangs out with, but also his bully friends, which they call themselves the Tough Customers, which is, I think is a funny name. That's a great name. It is. It really is. They're like, oh, no, it's the Tough Customers. And then the brain, brain, he feels overwhelmed because he's worried about school, high school, which is, you know, kind of coming soon in the future. And, like, what's going to happen next, you know, in his life? Because when you're a kid and you got, like, I, I knew a lot of kids who were, who were a lot smarter than I was, and they were always worried about stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I just think that's a really weird thing. I mean, a really, not weird thing, but a really common thing. So, I, I also, I, I kind of want this story to end in a more heartwarming way. Arthur and his friends roll up They to the save the kid? What? <laughs> Instead of a dead body, they <laughs> save him and... <laughs> anyway. I've been a lot more happy, Mark. You're alive! Oh, God, this guy's alive. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, Keeper Sutherland wanted to attack him. Oh, that, that, that's what Jared Leto comes in. He comes in. He as Morbius? To, yeah, as Morbius tries to attack him. Or as Joker. As Yeah, maybe as Joker. Ooh, not Joker. Yeah, his Joker was bad. It was, Mark. Or just maybe regular Jared Leto. That might be scary enough. <laughs> like, I mean, you can see the other day when he climbed the Eiffel, not the Eiffel Tower, but the, the Empire State Building, just because. No. Yeah, yeah, he's weird, Mark. He is. He did it to promote his band, so maybe that's not that weird. But it's still kind of weird. Yeah, you can judge it for yourself. Maybe we should make that this week's question: Is Jared Leto a weirdo? But, but how high up did he get? Uh, it looked like he was at the top to me. Of the Empire State. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, did he from? The, did he start at the bottom? I yeah. I, I don't know, Mark. I just saw it come up. On my feed. I gotta research this. I have so many questions. Well, there was also that thing where, like, Jared Leto, like, before the pandemic started, he went to, like, a private island, and, like, he didn't know the pandemic started, and when he got back, he's like, why is everybody acting weird? Because <laughs> he went to this island and, like, shut himself off from the world. He's a weird guy. Like, I think so. Well, then also there's all that stuff about him. Sending stuff to people on well, set. like yeah, like when he was playing Joker, he sent like horrible, th- like yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> I always thought it'd be interesting if 
Heath Ledger was Joker. Yeah. And, and he like won an award, and then Joaquin Phoenix was Joker, and he everybody raved about him. And in the middle, <laughs> Jared Leto, this Joker that nobody liked, <laughs> and it's what drives him crazy, and he becomes a real life Joker. Oh, it's kind of scary. That's a good pitch. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get on with your pitch. But anyway, I want the movie to kind of wrap up. So they get to this shed where all this bionic bunny stuff is rumored to be in. And they get there and they're right. It's there. Whoa! Um, uh, but the shed looks like kind of beat up and abandoned, so they're able to get in pretty easily. Yeah. And uh, when they they get in there, they're in awe how much stuff is in there. It's really cool stuff. Um, not only bionic bunny stuff from the show, but stuff from the bunnyverse. Classic mm. comics and everything. like Way more is in there than eggs. Oh, wow. So, um, an old man uh, startles them. He asks the kids sternly what they're doing in there. And they explain that they thought it, this place was abandoned and they were just big Bionic Bunny fans and they wanted to check it out. Um, and the old man ends up telling them he was a lifelong collector, but he's gotten older and it gets harder and harder for him to like take care of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it made him so happy, though, that... Arthur and his friends were able to come and enjoy the collection. He, made, he was excited, you know, because when you see a fan of something you like, yeah, especially it, probably if you get to that age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes you happy. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, the old man is played by Nicolas Cage. Because mm. he collected Superman stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he was Superman. You could have had him played by uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. And he also has a big, mean dog. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good and, and a base. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd got it. Okay. No, because that, that movie's... I love that movie, too, Mark. So. That's a great movie. Kind of for like a lot of the same reasons. But Arthur uh, gets an idea. He decides to help out the old man and help preserve Bionic Bunny history. Arthur gets his friends together, and they do a volunteer work to restore the shed and they end up making it into a museum for everybody doing oh nice so that's a nice ending and i think that'd be a very arthur ending yeah because you had a lot of times where they come together and they do something cool you know inspire kids and stuff and yeah that's my story that's my arthur pitch what featuring jared leto uh well remember what i said about spicing things up yeah jared leto wasn't enough that did spice. yes <laughs> thumbs up thanks Mark. uh green light oh i appreciate it I really did like it. I like that you really brought your love of Arthur into this. Oh, thanks. I could see that you really enjoyed that. that I was, do love Arthur. It was, uh, it was a show you were thankful for, I think. It is. I mean, I really do think Arthur influenced my life. Like, Mr. Rogers did, too. It's really interesting, the you and I, how the, the differences between us. Because I think about what, what influenced me as a child. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, which eventually led into The Simpsons. Yeah. Which then led into, like, Conan O'Brien and mm-hmm. South Park and everything else. Like, I was I was very into weird, off-the-wall humor. Yeah. Um, and then, but you grew up to be a very good person. So you were uh, you were influenced by Arthur and Mister Rogers, so that's why hey, you're, Arnold, and that's why I'm such a bad person. Well, Mark, I was also influenced by The Simpsons. I mean, I watched that all the time. That's true. And King of the Hill. That's how we became friends. Yep. It was a Simpsons movie. It was Mark. I, yep. I had an extra ticket to see it in the, when they reshowed in theaters. And Another movie we're thankful would... for. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Okay. It came out of nowhere. Um, but anyway, well, thank you so much. That was a great pitch. Green light it. I love it. Um, thank you for everyone to for listening. Uh, if you do want to support us, like I said, our Patreon. If you have a, uh, well, there's always links for those. And if you have a pitch, you you listen to us say, "I've got an idea I want shared." Yeah, follow us. We'll read your pitch on here. We Absolutely. don't care. Uh, and if uh, what's our Instagram? Pitch Intense Pod, all one word. 
and we are about to go see a movie, and it's what movie are we seeing? Next goal wins. And if you want to hear Jacob's review of that, uh, first in line podcast, man, I want to see everything right now. This is a big weekend. It is. It's way bigger than I feel like it should be. Well, I yeah, think- it's because sta- I remember you and I were talking about we wanted to see Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Next Goal wins, and then we realized, oh, there's I don't want to see the new Hunger Games, but I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I'm gonna go see that too. That's coming out, and then so is the new Trolls movie, which yep. again, not really for me, but. Like I said, big weekend. It is, yep. And then the holdovers is still in theaters, and and lots of uh, well, of course, the Marvels is still in theaters. Lots of stuff to see, really. Yeah, yeah. it's well, it's that time of the year where it's like the family, uh, you know, because this is when they release all the family blockbusters. It's the most summer is the big action blockbusters. Yep. Now it's the big family one. So we're gonna get Wonka. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get Wish. Oh, yeah, that's coming out, too. Yeah, I want to see Wish. I do, too. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you like the podcast, like, follow, subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends. Get the word out there so we can get the golden pitch revealed. Oh, yeah. We we wanted, we wanted to share that with you. It's going to change the world. It, it will, will change the world for the better, I think. I think you're right, Mark. Yeah, uh, global warming. It's going to stop global warming. It is. Uh, yep, it's, going, it's like Bill and Ted's music, so... Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, everybody.